0: Hey, okay, are you ready for this? All right, are you excited? Yeah, I'm fired ready. up. Yes. It's time for the Art and Science Punks, the podcast where we talk about our lives as parents, partners, artists, coaches, and amateur scientists. As punks, we love to create, to explore, to fail, to learn, and to listen to loud music, and then to share it all with you. I'm one of your punks, Kate Stenzinger, and with me tonight and every night is my amazing punk partner.
1: Hey, Kate. I am Rob Stenzinger. I suppose I'm not introducing myself to you as much as
0: <laughs> we've met the
1: audience. I love yeah. that. This is where I say hi.
0: This is where you say hi,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Robbie. Why don't you tell folks what we're going to talk about tonight?
1: Okay. Well, I mean, uh, I suppose it's it's heart health. It's uh, a little bit of an adventure, also related to heart health, and
0: the adventure of heart health.
1: Yeah. What would you call this?
0: I would call topic? this the heart episode.
1: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's fitting. So how do you want to tackle this topic?
0: Well, everyone listening has a heart in their body. So let's start yeah. there.
1: True. All right.
0: All right. I'll dive in. Um, so a week ago, I had a heart procedure done.
1: Yes. Isn't that wild? And you're podcasting already. And I'm podcasting. Why are you podcasting already?
0: <laughs> I'm coming to you from the hospital. <sighs> No, 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 no. I'm kidding. Uh Um, Technology and science is amazing and the human body is incredible. Hmm. That is why I'm here podcasting tonight. And that's some of the stuff that um, I want to talk about. I want to talk a little bit about the journey. Um, I'm fine. Just um, let me jump to the end of the story. I'm totally fine. The procedure, um, we won't know for sure if it was a full-on success for two to three months as everything inside my heart heals. Um, they didn't pop me open. They go in through veins in, mm-hmm. your le- in my leg. Um, so, yeah, it's incredible. But I want to talk a little bit about the journey, a little bit about some of the technology um, that okay. we've – experienced and encountered as we've gone through this journey.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then I want to talk a little bit about um, the journey, both from my perspective, but also from your perspective.
1: Okay. Different points of view. And uh, that sounds really good. I, I I mean, we incidentally live through all sorts of interesting <laughs> art and science <laughs> events based on our lifestyle and whatnot. And, and sometimes... Uh, health events. So, yeah, I think there's there's a lot of interesting angles to to explore. So, it, this is a this is a good way to journal and and share because I, I think it should be. Uh, I mean, it's helpful to I, I guess normalize, uh, destigmatize if there's if yeah. there is such a thing related well, to and, this kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, and just talk about kind of what um, you know our experience has mm-hmm. been. I think it's just important. So hopefully everybody'll find it entertaining. We'll try and um, bring in some of the crazier moments and fun funnier moments that happened because there was one or two of those um along the way. Um but um again, I'm fine, I'm good, I'm healthy, yes. I'm strong. I was before this started, and I am again after. So um
1: That is good news. That is all good So good. good. News We're today. starting at, at a you know, we're not here to surprise and, you know, get get listeners by uh, <laughs> leading headline style no. cliffhanger surprise type stuff. So there's still interesting things in life, even without uh, misleading headlines. That's
0: right. So hey,
1: pretty great. Although, All right. You know, some some nice serial based entertainment cliffhangers and stuff. I'm you know, I'm not against that, but it's not a great real life situation. <laughs> so let's jump in.
0: Okay. Uh, So I have been diagnosed with atrial fibrillation. Wow. Mm. AFib is the abbreviation for that. And what that is, is that's when my heart um, has an irregular rhythm and it beats very quickly and for a prolonged period of time. So my heart just goes kind of crazy. And it can feel like fluttering in my heart. It can feel like um, palpitations, those kinds of those kinds of things. Now, I will tell you. I will just um, give a little word of caution to folks as you're listening to this episode. Is as I've shared with with um, friends and family and coworkers and colleagues, when I tell the stories of the things that have happened, almost everyone, f- you know, feels their heart flutter. Well, okay, so yeah, and that
1: <laughs> that's actually that's a good responsible thing to do. It's like so. This is not going to get into horrible, no, nitty gritty, gross details and stuff like that. But even just the topic in general can be um people can be sensitive to this kind of thing and so that's that is this is your um you know call to attention to that make a choice regarding this episode it's not going to get you know too you know wild or scary or or, or icky but like again normalizing this kind of um adventure is is important too so if you're open to that you know come along with us let's see where this goes
0: um so my heart beats out of out of rhythm and beats really fastly. AFib, A- and the procedure that they did this week was is called ablation, um, and again they go in through the leg and they, um, there's there's different ways they can do it. They can freeze, they can burn, or they can microwave. Mm. Um, but usually it's it's described as cauterizing, where they uh, make two circles inside the heart around some um, veins that are causing these. Um, signals to go over to the part of the heart that controls the beat. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of keeps them contained. What they're hoping for is they're hoping for that to scar up inside the heart and then prevent the um, these signals from being sent. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the goal, and that's why there's a little bit of a wait afterwards. Kind of
1: unplugging the network cable or um, shutting off Wi-Fi for those. Yeah. You
0: know. We shut off my uh, inappropriate Wi-Fi.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Keep the good one.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what they did and that's kind of what the, the situation is. But what I find fascinating is how I found out. And so I want to start with, um, grubby, how tuned in do you feel like to yourself physically?
1: I, I don't know. I mean, I think over time I've, um, I, I don't know what to say. I think it's. I think you sound like a like an a hole if you're sitting here like oh, I'm super tuned into myself and I sit here and you know hover in a glowing cloud of well, of uh, magical awareness.
0: You look at me go. You do actually. No, I'm kidding. But but you are somebody who is very aware like of your posture. Like if you're working, yeah. um, you've spent enough time working at a computer. You spend enough time drawing that you know that you need to move around every so often. I've you had a know time. What sure. Different postures.
1: So let's say in my my early to mid 20s I had a like sort of a falling away from awareness right where I mm-hmm. in my in my teens to early 20s I was very fairly tuned in and and into various fitness routines and had a very physical job and all that kind of stuff but then I got a desk job and then I gained a bunch of weight and uh, was was more and more out of tune and um you know fairly stressed lifestyle and all that stuff and then started to uh, cha- you know make some lifestyle changes and got more tuned in. And then yeah. I started studying Taekwondo and then I got more tuned in because that's very much a mind-body discipline thing. If you're going to proceed with that kind of stuff, there's a lot of very objectively, um, I mean, it's, there's certain objective performances and actions that you need to be prepared for. And if you aren't, then it doesn't happen. And along the way in the, gaining the preparedness, uh, for me, one of the side effects was paying a lot more attention to my my physical situation, so yes, it yeah. could be like like what does it feel like to sit in this chair or to stand a certain way or to use a device or to like and, and I can be tuned into this anyway from a design standpoint, creating you know systems and yeah, software and absolutely stuff like, but for me personally i just i really tuned in at that point, and i I've tried to remain tuned in so um I don't know what that means compared to other people's yeah. experiences, right? Well
0: and it's not like you can say I'm a seven on the, no, scale, I don't, right? Yeah. On the tuned right? I, I
1: notice this I notice stuff. I notice if um if if one day if my fingers are moving slower for some reason right. and I think, well, I need to stretch more, I notice uh I pay attention to What's going on with me physically?
0: I would have answered very similarly to you Mm -hmm. in that, sure, I've had periods of my life where I get busy or stressed and I don't do a good job. But for the most part, I feel pretty tuned into my body. I exercise regularly. I've been doing a lot of running. Um, I feel strong. I feel healthy. I feel good. Mm -hmm. So imagine my surprise when all of this popped up. And it's been very fascinating because – um, what happened was, um, and I'll, I'll share kind of the short version of the story, but um, in early December, I discovered, very kind of roundabout way, I discovered on my phone 24 instances of AFib that had been recorded by my, by my Apple Watch. Um, and I'm like, what the heck are these? And the reason I didn't know about them I will disclose is that every single one of them happened in the middle of the night,
1: Hmm.
0: which is not super common. Um, it does happen, but it's not super common. That's a little unusual for my particular case of, um, AFib. So I'm looking at my phone and I'm staring at these 24 cases again. It's in December and the 24 cases were between February and October. Um, and honestly what happened was as much as November, I didn't wear, I didn't sleep with my watch on. I don't know why I had just gotten out of the habit, or I had kind of changed my routine.
1: Battery um, charging. I mean, that that's a quirky thing too. If you're yeah. about to go to bed and you have less than ten percent power in the watch, yeah, it, it kind of you may as well just throw on the charger because yeah. it's probably not going to make it till morning. So mm-hmm. I know that that happens for me sometimes.
0: Yeah. So I'm staring at these twenty-four cases, and I'll be honest. The first thing that I did um, when I when um, I saw you was I grabbed your phone and I started laughing and I said, let me show you what um, BS data is being recorded and saved in your phone. Mm. And I quick went to the same settings on your phone and you had zero instances of AFIP recorded. Mm. And I was like, huh. And you were like, what are you talking about? I don't know if you remember that day. I do. Yeah. So, I kind of noodled on it. I'll be honest. I felt fine. I felt good, um, but it, you know, it, it weighs on your mind. It weighs on your brain, and so then you start looking at, well, what does this mean, and why didn't I know about it? Um, hmm. So eventually, I called my doctor's office that day. So same day, I did. I got it ready. Went to work. Went to. A so couple this of meetings.
1: was not like you made it sound. Almost like well, I sat on this for two months.
0: No, uh-uh. when, right. no, nope, I, you know, that clearly, same day.
1: Yeah. Given the timing of where you mentioned the event beginning of <laughs> December and here we are in, you know, mid February, mid-February, you didn't really wait that long. Yeah. Just a few hours.
0: So I called the doctor though, and I'll be honest, and I don't know if you've ever done this. I called the doctor with the, with the firm belief in mind that they're going to say, Oh yeah, don't worry about that. A lot. We're, we're getting this phone call a lot. There's a lot of false positives. Um and that's what I expected to hear. And that is not right. at all.
1: Yeah. I, they were like, hey, get in here. Yeah. Pretty much.
0: They're like, go to the doctor right now. Yep. And I kept saying, but I'm fine. Mm. And this hasn't happened since October. And they're like, don't care.
1: Yeah. So I mean this is an interesting thing to point out in general that that if you um if you start to notice something, if you get some indication um, it, it's worth, it's worth looking into.
0: It um, absolutely. And I've always been that all, person. Like I'm, I'm sure not we all somebody. know people
1: who maybe avoid that and yeah, it's and worth, it's, it's worth, uh, it's worth following up
0: and it's hard. It's super hard. So, I mean, imagine this, you know, not to get overly dramatic, but it's December 4th. Um,
1: preparing for the holiday season,
0: preparing for the holiday season Everyone's sick Mm because it's, you know, cold and flu season and I have to go to the doctor's office and take time and resources. And the second you walk in and I would show them my phone with all of this AFib, they would immediately like I literally had a nurse run towards me with a wheelchair Mm -hmm. and I'm like, I am fine. Like, no, I'm, I'm totally okay. I'm not in any distress at all. Sure. I feel better than every other person in here. And so there's this weird thing that happens of I'm a bother. Mm. I'm I'm taking needed resources. This is why healthcare in America is so expensive. You know, mm. all these things go through my head. Mm. Because of exactly what you said though, Robbie, because there's this fear, there's this I'd rather not kind of deal with it. Mm. Um I don't want this to be anything. There's a part of me that's terrified um, and, but I, but I need somebody to tell me everything's okay. Go home.
1: Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's at least you're being thorough there. I mean, it's, it's good to hope for that, but then yeah. at least you're being, you're, you're being thorough and following up, yeah. even though it is hard and it's understandable that it's, that it's not easy. So then, um, so then, okay. So in a nutshell, Apple watch caused events. Yeah. Some reason they went unnoticed, probably because the alert happened while you were sleeping. Yes. And then eventually stumbled across it and, you know, asked the doctor, went in. So that's really useful. And and so in casually in conversation and also noticing even ad campaigns, I mean, this is a thing where it's like having a watch, having some kind of device that you can really feel off put about that kind of thing and saying like, well, you're not getting my data and all this kind of stuff, and which is reasonable and it's important to think about any kind of device that you <laughs> use that's that's doing so much surveillance of you in so many ways. But here, it's it's actually it was it did a did a pretty darn important service.
0: Did a great important so that, service.
1: That's pretty awesome.
0: So long story short, they ran a bunch of tests. They tell me I don't look like a heart patient. I seem incredibly strong and healthy. And I was like, thank you, thank you. I'm I'm ready to leave now. And they said, oh, but wait, here's this fancy heart monitor. Slap this on for two weeks, and we're, we we want to just rule everything out. Mm-hmm. So I wore a heart monitor for two weeks. It's this device that they tape to your chest that's doing very similar to what the Apple Watch is doing. And one thing I want to mention, and we'll link to this in the show notes, is that Apple and um, Stanford Health have done a study. Um, and it's it, the Apple Heart Study. And it's looking at exactly this. It's looking at the the data. Uh, it's looking at the accuracy of the apple watch with some of these other devices again like the the device that i wore which again is is taped to your chest for two weeks that's just recording every single heartbeat um and so it's been really interesting to kind of see they had like over four hundred thousand participants with the um the apple heart study i haven't seen an. um i haven't um, seen full results coming out of the study, but I know that they talked kind of early on. It was interesting in that um, the way the study was done is people could just volunteer for the study, essentially. And um, they had, of the 400,000 people that signed up for the study, I want to say um, less than a half of percent received this kind of AFib notice that I'm talking about that I received. Um, and of those, I don't, I'm not going to find the numbers right off the top of my head, but, you know, I think it's like 70% went in and got, you know, saw somebody to determine whether or not it was um, true AFib or not. So what my doctors had told me is, if you know you have AFib, and we've confirmed it, which they did with mine in the, with the heart monitor, then, then yes, I should pay very close attention to what my Apple Watch is telling me. Hmm. And again, I will tell you, every medical professional I came in contact with took the Apple Watch data very seriously, um, hmm. which I found very surprising and really like a good thing. Um, but here's another <laughs> kind of funny story I have to tell you. is On my Apple Watch, I can run an EKG. I can pull an EKG, and it can show me if I'm an AFib or not. I hold my finger on the button on the crown for 30 seconds and I can watch every single beat go through on the, on the EKG. When I go in for an appointment and I've had at least 30 hospital EKGs now or clinic EKGs um, they will put anywhere between four and I want to say 12 stickies on you Mm -hmm. and hook all the wires up to run their EKG And I don't know if people know this, but when they run it and they pull an EKG right now, they pull it for 10 seconds. I always thought it was something longer than that. But every single one I've had has been 10 seconds long. It takes them longer to set it up and take all the stuff, to put all the stuff on and take all the stuff off than it does to have them run it. And every time I'm sitting there thinking... I could just do this on my watch, you guys, and you know print the data out for you. <laughs> I don't say that though because they like their their tools and their equipment, and I understand that. And it gets fed right into all their it's it's seamless with their electronic medical records. Mm. Um, so that makes sense, but it was it is kind of funny to me. And again, the Apple Heart Study will we'll link to it. There's some interesting information and data in there about um, the technology and how it it is showing to be pretty accurate.
1: Yeah. Well and and at the very least, I mean, even if it's overall directionally accurate and helps you catch a thing, that's that's pretty that's pretty useful. Yeah. And and so let's see, is there anything like um, so you mentioned being tuned into your body. I mean, there seemed to be a progression or a change for you being tuned into your body after <laughs> Uh, after, you know, being made aware of this, it's like, uh, like to me as a casual observer, it was almost like gaining a new vocabulary.
0: Right. And
1: all of a sudden there were words for certain things, right?
0: So the, I would say kind of a, um, well, maybe a bell curve isn't right. I'll have to draw it. But originally when I was first... Kind of told here where this heart monitor. I felt every beat my heart took, probably for the next month. Um, every time it skipped a beat, which everybody's heart does these little um,
1: palpitations,
0: palpitations, yep. preventricular contractions, little PVCs, um, or preatrial contractions. Those are not; um, they won't hurt you. So those are harmless little skips in your heartbeat that happened to, to a lot of people. Um, I felt every single one of those. Um, when I would go into AFib, I would feel it. I would no longer sleep through it, which I had been blissfully doing mm. for the entire year. I would lie awake um, <laughs> right on there.
1: Mixed bag, then. Mixed
0: bag. So that's why I say kind of a bell curve. Um, I also had every... Um, there, was a, there was a period of about three days before I, before I saw the doctor... Kind of from from knowing that the heart monitor picked something up before I could get into the doctor, I think in those three days I had every heart attack symptom there was. Mm. Um, none of them were real or actual; they were all imagined.
1: Yeah, but that is normal too. It to be is going through this, and then you have this hypervigilance and, um, yeah, yeah, fear.
0: Yeah, the fear played a big part. Um, but what I. What I would tell people is you know to that's why it's important to go and get the information and to talk to people you trust and to talk to people who know um kind of what these things mean and what they look like and what the concerns are. Mm-hmm. Make a plan
1: hmm i that makes a lot of sense, so
0: so I'm trying to get back to a more um, i don't know the right word I want to say healthy I want to say kind of equilibrium state where I'm tuned in um to my heart and to my entire body, but not um, fearful of all of the different feelings. That's what I'm working towards. I'm not quite right. there yet, but that's what I'm working towards.
1: Well, it makes sense that you have an adjustment time going on. I had heart reasonable.
0: surgery a few days ago. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. Yeah. Right on. So yeah, good job. For all right,
0: Do can what we talk about some all of right. the coolest tech I've ever seen in my life, though?
1: Yeah, let's jump ahead.
0: So. I wish I knew more about it, and I wish I could have gone into the surgical suite with my phone and done, like, photos and stuff. Maybe
1: even get a tour.
0: Yeah. But in those moments and at those times, that is the last thing on your mind. But I was struck by how genuinely beautiful this surgery room was set up. Hmm. Largest monitor I've ever seen, and I've seen some pretty big monitors. Um, It was over 100 inches, no kidding, with the clearest screen I've ever seen in my life. And it was kind of at the foot of the table. Um, I want to say it even had a little curve to it.
1: You mentioned it had a curve to it. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Um, And then just kind of just all of the instruments and the tools, everything was beautiful. Like that probably sounds really weird.
1: Sure. It sounds like, uh, well, I'm guessing like maybe well-designed state of the art impression, aesthetically impressive. Yeah.
0: Well-designed, well laid out, like somebody really, like I would have loved to have taken you in there because a UX person clearly, um, spent some time saying, how is this going to be used? How, you know, how, who's going to, how many people are going to be here? how is it going to be comfortable for this person that person the next person
1: that's promising it's good to hear
0: yeah now just to you know really ruin the the fun i was then asleep moments later and don't know anything that happened um, <laughs> thankfully completely um knocked out but i will tell you the process of the procedure is they again they go in through the leg um a, they go in through the leg and they The first thing they do is they build an entire model of my exact heart. So they go in and they're looking around and they're, you know, building. They're Mm -hmm. using their equipment and their tools, and they build a full 3D model of my exact heart. And in doing that, they determine exactly the path they're going to take to do the ablation. But first they send, you know, some scouts up ahead. Mm Mm-hmm. They send the scouts in. The scouts kind of map it all out. And so there's a room of um, three technology folks that are actually doing that work um, kind of as the first step. They're, I met them. They were sitting right there. But it's just <laughs> kind of cool.
1: That is cool. It's, um, it's, it's a kind of uh, integration of technology that must be well done to the likes I've never experienced, to be honest, because the stakes involved right. in an operating room and the, the the choices of all the doctors and the staff and your life in their hands and stuff. I mean, that that's just a lot more. Um, uh, those are really intense constraints compared to other other things and stuff I've dealt with in my career. Yeah, um, I, I imagine held to a higher standard.
0: I would imagine. I also want to give a shout out because I think this is kind of cool to my doctor, Dr. Krishnan, who was absolutely wonderful and fantastic. And what's really cool about his background is he did his bachelor's work in computer engineering and then went on to do a degree in electrical engineering. So he wanted to be an engineer. And um, after he kind of completed those things, decided he wanted a more um, caring profession. He wanted to be doing more care of people. And ended up going to medical school and found, you know, um, cardiology and electrophysiology. And he already had this both computer and electrical engineering background. And so it was just a really great fit for him. So he's very, you can tell he's someone who loves his career. Um, and is very interested in the science and the technology of it. And so it was also very fun throughout this process to learn from him Mm -hmm. because he spent a lot of time as a teacher.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, very impressively multidisciplined. It just, yeah, stunning. That, uh, I mean, right, learning uh like obviously learning from him, learning from our own research and whatnot, so when you know when they, when this was diagnosed and the plan, the the path was being planned, I mean it really you know helped us be confident that this made sense yeah, and then obviously was you know um start to finish uh, executed quite well
0: absolutely, okay, so I want to shift gears a little bit, but before yeah. we move, so I want you to talk a little bit about from this point on from this point from one I first showed you my phone and said, what's all this? To, okay, now we've made the decision to do the surgery. Kind of talk me through how you were feeling through that kind of period of the experience. Did your heart hurt? Did you have heart attack symptoms every day?
1: Well, okay, so I noticed that my average heart rate went up every day from then till a couple days ago. Um, I was a little more, a little more stressed than I, than typical.
0: Sure.
1: And, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's hard news. I mean, it, this is like when, it, whenever we face hard news, I just, I went through that kind of stuff. I mean, it's, is this, uh, is this trustworthy information? How do I believe it? And then, you know, you know, reading and learning more and, and hearing your, your yeah, recounting. you did some
0: nice research
1: and it's, uh, it really, you know, it made, it made a lot of sense and, uh, all the information was lining up. So it was sort of a. Um, gosh, you know, would prefer that this weren't the case, but this really makes a lot of sense. And so let's proceed and hope for the best and, and all that. So a lot of, a lot of, um, being here for everybody and hoping for the best and, uh, just encouraging and.
0: But physically you felt fine throughout the process.
1: Are you remembering something I'm not remembering? No, I'm not. Yeah. I I'm, I'm curious. This yeah, is I my chance I, to ask you. How did I feel? (laughs) Yeah, no, I didn't get, like, sort of um, uh, sympathy symptoms, right? That's good. Yeah. No, that...
0: Because I'll tell you, there's a lot of people at my work that did. There's a lot of people at my work that were, like, walking around pricing Apple watches and, Yeah, well, but the
1: thing is, I've been wearing one for, like, what, four-ish years now? And, you know, upgraded a couple times along the way. Yeah. And so I'm like one or two generations behind right now. But like, I'm confident in this watch's ability to monitor my heart and I pay attention to it. It's, yeah. it's something I, I actually watch it throughout the day and I'm like.
0: And you have, that's not I, a new thing, right? Or is that no, a No, new-
1: it's not a new thing. It's very much, it's been the case for, yeah. for, um, ever since I got this latest one, because I just felt more confident this in This is it.
0: one we really, yeah, um, liked. it mm-hmm.
1: seems to update quickly. And it, it, it gives me confidence that this thing is actually knowing what's going on with my heartbeat. So
0: I would agree with that. Yeah.
1: It's, uh, and so because of that, I will think like, oh, I feel like I, my heart rate's elevated, and then I'll check. And, you know, it's, see, that's it's helped where you're me. really tuned in. It's, it, it, well, it's that has been a, a little bit of a training feedback loop to, um, where where sometimes I'll look at the watch I don't notice oh it it hasn't updated in a while um I feel like my heart rate's a little faster than this or a little slower than this or whatever, and then I'll check and and see if I have the right kind of impression, and in general, it's been training me to nice. get an overall decent impression of where my heart rate is
0: that's awesome, so
1: yes, I toned i you know like the the event happened, and my heart rate's been overall up. <laughs> Comparatively, yeah uh, but like I haven't worried about it because i've been watching this I mean i've had you know various crunch time challenging things or whatever in the last year and a half or two, or whatever, so
0: so you know how your body responds. it looked to... more
1: like a crunch time, yeah than than what had been happening before that, yeah
0: that's cool, and that's kind of how you approach things too. I think that's um, interesting and beautiful, you know, where you're like, okay. Uh, You're laughing at me, but I do, because you approach this very pragmatically, like you do everything, yet, I will say, you allow there to be space for all of the feelings.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not, so yes, I had, I had lots of, I had certainly had fear. It's like, I I don't want to lose my life partner and all that. I just, Yeah. yeah, I was, I was worried, but like, I've. I don't know. Yes, worry serves a function for me, but like I, I don't let it uh, run the show. So I don't know if that's, that's really nice, messed up, or alien, no, or it's what. Not. But
0: well, I mean, it's alien to my little brain, but that's a different story entirely.
1: <laughs> I do. It's okay to have. It's I. I do believe in feeling what I feel and and going through and and whatnot. But like, it's not like I'm a wizard at it or something but uh literally since eighth grade health if (laughs) they were like get sleep get out your you know big emotions you know like lift weights or run or play sports or whatever and and it's i listen to that and i'm like uh and for me it's like well that's why i I started guitar and i started lifting weights and i (laughs)
0: yeah get out your big feelings yeah so
1: right yeah so i don't always do awesome in any of these categories but like i i understand the value and i work at it and um I pay attention to how, how things were, were and it, and it was, it was tough. But I one of the things too, though, is having, uh, is being there as someone who's not going through the, uh, that health event. Um, it's a time to just be there for the family. And of course, yeah, that's is very, you know, um, rewarding and nurturing and important. So that was, all, that's, well, makes you did it very easier good in a way. Well, Thanks.
0: So fast forward. Thank you for, for that. Um, fast mm-hmm. forward, uh, Monday procedure happened. Um, the technology was cool. I was amazed. Um, Monday was really a hard day. It was mm-hmm. probably the hardest day I have had in many, many, many years. Hmm. Um, and I, you know, I mean, I joke that all I had to do was lay there. Like there was nothing really truly that I had to do. Um, but Coming out of that general anesthetic, which I had never had, what they kept referring to as general anesthetic, which is where they actually put a breathing tube in and they, you know, knock you way, way out, um, was probably the worst I've felt. Like, just take 700 hangovers and pile them all on top of each other and then, um, yeah, like mm. everything else you can imagine. Hmm. And, and n- not being able to think clearly. And that takes my anxiety up Hmm. where I'm like, wait, you know, did she just ask me a question? Did I answer it? I don't remember if I answered that out loud. Did I just answer in my head? Um, Oh, she's asking me another question, you know, because you've got a nurse there with you and the sweetest people on the planet. Like these people are doing some very amazing work. And um, but it was rough. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't like that. Um, and then you know I got to stay the night in the hospital. I don't like that either.
1: No, I imagine not. But it was appropriate. I mean, you, it was appropriate. It, it was needed.
0: Uh, absolutely. I mean, I would have been a mess if they'd said, go, "Go get in the car." I Yikes. couldn't even stand up. Yeah. Um, when they do this procedure, you have to keep your leg perfectly straight for a number of hours after the procedure so that everything heals up. But. Um, And it all went just fine, and I I worked through it. But I'll tell you that going through that experience and being um, a patient caused me to feel like I had no voice.
1: Hmm.
0: I didn't know. I can remember um, in the nighttime, I didn't know how to order my food. I didn't know how I was supposed to get food to my room. Now, when I first got there and I was half awake, someone told me, and i could remember that somebody told me but i couldn't remember how to do it and i sat there way longer than a you know a clear-headed kate would have sat there before i finally hit the nurse button hmm. because again like i said when i had to go to that very first appointment well i just need i just want something to eat i don't you know i'm not in pain i'm not hurt i don't need a nurse to you know give me a shot or take my blood or you know, do, you know, these things that these people went to, you know, many years of school for, I just need food.
1: Yeah. So it was like, you didn't really feel like you had an excuse to ask for help or what? Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, and (laughs) what's so dumb is when I finally did the nurse panicked because none of the stuff that I needed to order food was in my room. So even had I known all the rules, it still wouldn't have worked. Hmm. And you haven't eaten all day. You've got all these chemicals running through your body. That's They want you to eat something. Hmm. So at any rate, they were very helpful and got me going. But
1: yeah that's that's being stressful and hard yeah your your uh, agency has been taken away
0: yeah i guess and that's just one example. I don't know why that example stands out for me so much, but I can remember feeling very clearly i think I even sent you a, a message saying i'm'm I'm starting to find i ordered dinner, I'm starting to find my voice mm-hmm. because it did i felt helpless, you know, kind of being you know having to lean on everyone,
1: yeah. Yeah, I can understand that that's not that's not familiar for you.
0: No. So anyway, it's been an interesting recovery process. Um coming home was wonderful. Being home's been great. Well,
1: yeah. Get I mean, it's it's like not a hospital bed and all that stuff and you know,
0: S- sleeping in my own bed. Yeah. Oh man. Um I'll tell one other funny. The kids were um you guys were so sweet and you came up to visit me lots and lots of times in the, the short period of time that I was in the hospital just overnight. Um, but the kids were so upset because the sheets in the blankets were like sandpaper. <laughs> they just, they were about the roughest thing you could have, have given. Cause I think they use, you know, just like very, um, um, cotton, um, fabric. And so, you know, the kids really wanted me to have like a a fleece blanket or something with some softness <laughs> to it. And I'm like, oh, I can't have any of that up here. So um, that was, I think, the biggest impression. Well, that yeah, I down. think,
1: and everyone, I think, who is exposed to that environment and whatnot will mm, connect with something. Yeah. And then, I mean, it leads to good conversations and clarifying stuff and whatnot. It's like, well, why can't we do the blankets? It's about, you know, safety safety and cleanliness and yeah,
0: know, absolutely. all their
1: procedures. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah.
0: Um, I will tell you that I had fantastic staff kind of um, end to end. I have nothing but good, sedu- good things to say about the people that I came in contact with. So mm-hmm. um, I feel very fortunate for that.
1: Yeah, that's a relief.
0: So my question for you now is kind of gone through getting having gone through the entire process um, and coming out the other side and things look very positive, very positive prognosis. I've had a very good recovery um, time. Is there anything that you now do differently thinking about or focusing on your health? (laughs) I know it's only been a couple of days, so maybe not, but that's my kind of my last question for you.
1: Um, no, I mean, I've, I'm just as concerned as I was before, right? It's, uh, let's see. I don't know. if Yeah, it, it's tough because this event happens to happen. It, it happened during the winter, right? So during the winter, it is, and, you know, winter raising kids and how do you stay active and, and fit and all that stuff. I'm accustomed to doing, you know, different fitness things at home and, and we have some options and whatnot and we're, I'm, I'm, I feel fortunate about all that. Um, but I'm, I guess I'm a little more amped up for, you know, practicing that, uh, maybe right. If, if sure. anything, and is that, um, because of the being cooped up more in the winter or is it a combination of that plus your health events and stuff? Sure.
0: So just getting out and doing more exercise. Yeah. Just being active, finding ways to do that.
1: It's important, it, yeah, because you can do you can be active and in so many different ways that you don't need big fancy equipment and whatnot. Yeah, um, I mean, there's a whole cool app that we used to use called the 30 Day Fitness Challenge, and that had like a like a neat reminder and also tour of different uh, like calisthenic yeah. style things that I didn't um, I never, I didn't practice. Like even some of them I I knew about, but I never I never bothered with because I would just I guess be stuck in a pattern doing familiar things or whatever. So anyway. um, Yeah. Yeah. So. So just the normal kind of Um,
0: winter workout kind of feelings.
1: Maybe a little extra concerned, a little extra amped up about, um, yeah, doing, doing more.
0: Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat where I feel, um, I feel very kind of tuned in. I feel like we took appropriate steps. We kind of managed it efficiently. You know, I didn't sit on it for several months yeah. and say, well, let me think more about it. <laughs> there was part of me that wanted to. I'm just going to think about this a little bit longer. Um, mm-hmm. But I also felt I like I knew it that. was the right
1: choice. So what was funny about this whole thing? You had, a good te- you had a little teaser at the beginning. I'm like, ooh, I don't know if I have anything funny. <laughs> I hope Katie has something funny.
0: Oh. In a couple of the funny stories that happened, okay, fair enough. But I do have one more. It's not really funny though. It's more braggy. I've got to brag. Can I brag?
1: Fine. Let's go there. So
0: I will say that because I am, um, I was I was mad, and I was frustrated um, just to receive the diagnosis. I'll be honest. That mm-hmm. is, if I ask me how I felt about it, I was mad. I have been a very healthy person. I have taken really good care of myself. I exercise. I eat really well. All of these things. I. Um, as a matter of fact, from the time that this, um, started, I stopped drinking caffeine. Um, you know, just even cut out my morning green tea, like, which the doctor told me was a little ridiculous, but my point is I was really healthy. So when this happened, I was mad. So the week before the surgery, um, I ran a 5k. Yeah. And this is, I'm just really proud of myself because (laughs) not only did I run a 5k, the week before, but we live in Minnesota, as we've shared many times before. It was 12 below wind chill that morning. I think it yeah. was two below temperature, 12 below wind chill when I started. And it was seven degrees when I finished, and I think a two below wind chill when I finished. Right. And I'm super proud of myself for having done that. So um, it was, um, I don't know, it was just one of those things I kind of had to do to show myself and prove to myself that I could do it.
1: Uh, I tried to look this up quick. Um, Negative 12 Fahrenheit in Celsius is... Ah, this... Okay. Sometimes the Google search results where they have the convenient, I say with scare quotes, uh, like summary thing that is a mixed bag because it prevents a click to the actual site who put this information on the internet, which is kind of... Mm, I have mixed feelings about that, but then uh, you know they don't always have the darn information in that summary. Yeah. Uh, even though I like rephrase my search, so it was I was like, "I'm
0: in the top." Type in.
1: All right. So negative twelve. It's
0: negative twenty four Celsius. Wow. Yeah. So it was negative twenty four Celsius when I started, and then what's negative two?
1: Okay, negative two.
0: Negative eighteen when I finished.
1: <laughs> That's ridiculous.
0: The sun was shining. Yeah, and I was proud, and I got a cool medal that had a heart because it was right before, it was right around Valentine's Day, so mm-hmm. it was a Valentine's run, and that just was That's what I awesome. needed. So that was my little. That's a good trophy. That was my little brag. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this incredibly funny episode of the Art and Science Bunks.
1: I. <laughs> it's yeah. <laughs> Health events, wacky good times. Wacky um, good times. Well, But, okay, I thought it was interesting. It, 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 it is an interesting topic. And so well, I think one thing that was interesting that you did also, that thing is really, um, like, wholehearted and brave, and I think I would hope it was useful, too, is that I mean, you wrote up, you did a huge journal on this, too.
0: I did when I got and, home. That you
1: shared with me then, Um yeah, you know, first you told me about well, you it. you always and then,
0: get to read my diary.
1: Not well. I don't always go <laughs> digging in and reading your diary. That's weird. But no, I'm totally um, you kidding. mentioned that you did it, yes. right? Because you were like, "Gosh, I'm tired. I'm gonna whatever." But maybe I'll get some thoughts written down. And then you're like, "Wow, I wrote like four thousand words or five thousand words."
0: Yeah, I wrote for like over an hour. It just kept coming out.
1: And that's a f- lot of words to get out in an hour. But I believe it because it's you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of words.
1: <laughs> you got a lot of words and uh it's it's really i mean really impressive as a um as an exercise mm-hmm. and as a creative act
0: yeah it is and i think i could even peel away some of those layers because i think you know it was really a dump of kind of getting everything i experienced out and i think that there's a couple areas in there um I should probably dig a little deeper and do some mm. more writing on like, you know, just one micro ordering my dinner, for example. Yeah. Um, and finding that. That's voice. a short
1: story right there. You like, know? Yep. That's a good point.
0: So I think there's more work and more processing to be done. Um, but so happy. Um, and I do want to kind of wrap around round, round too because I know when I started saying, you know, this was, you know, six days ago. And, Five days ago, I was still, you know, very groggy and now I'm, you know, probably back to 80%, 90% of myself, just being myself. Mm -hmm. Um, I still get tired pretty easily, but I'm also granting myself some grace and letting myself heal. They would like me to be a couch potato for a week. So I'm taking that advice.
1: Yeah. you're doing okay. You're doing <laughs> awesome taking care of yourself. Couch potato, not so much.
0: I can't sit still very long. But, um,
1: but I think you're doing great work taking care of yourself one yeah. too. And I just, like, this is worth sharing this kind of story, right? I I'm actually so. nervous talking about medical stories, right? So, like, just growing up, dealing with, you know, so different older adults and all that kind of stuff and noticing as we age and friends age and all that stuff. And, and sometimes people talk about medical stuff a lot,
0: well, I find they either talk and about I, it a lot or they don't talk about it at all.
1: Ah. Huh, right. Darn so, it. Where's the middle ground? Right. So I think maybe this is a, this is a good exercise toward the middle ground of like, this yeah. is useful. It's It exists. And these things are hard. And it, that's legitimate and reasonable.
0: And, and our bodies are absolutely incredible and amazing. And mm-hmm. their ability to heal and repair... And the technology that we have in some cases is incredible.
1: That was another thing. reaction I have, too, is that how you described um, how the doctor was updating you on the history of this procedure and all that stuff, it reminded me of, like, that's how companies can work. Like, that's amazing. This is if, if people do uh fairly just disciplined enough applied research with a desire to learn and not have um you know institutionalized amnesia to you know address power agendas or to to capitulate yeah. to power agendas. Holy crap. It's so it was a like th- from where they were with the procedure to where they are now is amazing progress. And I don't think a lot of teams, companies, products, services mm-hmm. or anyone can claim that kind of um just skillful thoughtful progress yeah, in, in the, that time
0: even the approach to how they do the ablation has changed
1: it's amazing yeah like they learn like that's they the learned. that's the yeah. secret they're disciplined and they learn and they're not they and they weren't robots they were caring human beings yeah and, and I, my my impression was like holy crap more companies and and teams can work like that
0: yeah absolutely i agree
1: anyway that's a, a random side takeaway
0: i love it Well, I think we should move on to picks. Okay. And I would like to start. Awesome. um, Because I have...
1: So you, so we do picks, right? Every week, I'm sure most listeners know this, right? So we celebrate our interest in in art and science. And it's great to be casual and point point out a thing that that, uh, exemplifies that. And you said you have science?
0: I do have science. Phew, good. (laughs) Um, In my pick, the reason I wanted to go first is Mm -hmm. because my, my pick is very short and sweet. And my science pick this week is the Apple Watch.
1: Oh, that's really fitting. <laughs> that's really fitting. Hmm.
0: So I, I just wanted to throw that in there because I'm not going to go into a lung um, pick thing. So hmm. um, I think that the technology, um, and Robbie, you talked about this earlier in the podcast, um, it really does seem to be kind of growing and going places. And I think if you take a look at that um, Stanford Apple Heart study um, and see There is, similar to what we've seen with the technology improvements in in things like ablation, there's a lot of care. There's a lot of people that care and want to do good things and want, you know, there to be useful and helpful information.
1: Hmm. That's cool. To help
0: us live really healthy, long and healthy lives.
1: I'm struggling with my pick. Oh, no. I'm struggling uh, because I have an art pick. And I've got a couple of things that we'll
0: lighten us up here a little bit. This is a heavy one. So. All right,
1: so all right, so I'll, that's a good that's good guidance. So that actually, it's a little bit of a um, it's a vanity pick, I think.
0: Oh, I it's love like, it, like
1: vanity plates. Nice. Because so, are you my,
0: getting vanity plates?
1: I kind of have vanity plates accidentally. What is your plate? I guess I made a I kind of made it up in my head when I look at my plate. I'm like, oh, that's video games for some reason.
0: <laughs> what does your plate say?
1: Well, it's like player one, something, something. Okay. B- but like,
0: yeah. That's funny. Okay, I'm going to look at your plate more carefully. That's what it says to me. Is see it say, It's going to say ready player one in my head now.
1: Yeah, maybe. All right, but, go for it. Uh, okay, so I'm going to pick um, two-minute practices.
0: Oh, I love two-minute practices. Uh,
1: I can't point to a URL yet. But if it were out there, it'd be leanintoart.com slash two-minute (laughs) practices. But it's not live yet. It'll it'll be be live soon. Maybe before this gets published, maybe not. Either way, that's where it'll be. And it's going to be this um, this, uh, slice of our regular episodes. So it's going to be a smaller podcast that just focuses on this thing that we're trying to do called two-minute practices where you just pick something. Let's think about two minutes. Two minutes. If you sit there and hold your breath, it is a long time. Two minutes, if you sit there (laughs) in plank position, is a lot. Two minutes when you're fiddling around on Instagram or checking your email and stuff,
0: boom, it's gone. Is
1: nothing. So, what if you took that two minutes and uh, used it to learn something, create something, or just, yeah, I mean, just try a thing that you care about exposing yourself to more? That's it. And if you're kind of stuck going like, I don't know what I want to practice, maybe there's too many things to practice, use your two-minute practice to plan what you want to practice.
0: That's exactly what I've done with it. Um, That's awesome. My first first round of two-minute practices was brainstorming on what are all the things that I need to kind of use this tool for.
1: And if you're just wanting to get into mechanics or just get exposed and try it, it's not that big of a commitment. So if you just say, hey, whatever Robin Jersey throw out as two-minute practice, I'll give it a try. It's only two minutes, right? So, yeah, I mean, that's, that'll be the, so that's the thing we're putting also... into the world. And, uh, and we're practicing, and we, share, we have a, a Discord server that's like kind of a, uh, a chat place that, we, that we, we talk about this stuff as far as what we're practicing. But we do a little summary in this podcast as well
0: very cool so but you are throwing out challenges or topics if people would like to use them
1: yep we pick one to highlight um in the nice. first um yeah and so the yeah if you, you go to that url slash uh the number 2 minute practice uh then you combine that all in one word 2 minute practice You'll see a, a a summary of how to how to get going, and also a link to the Lean Into Art episode, the full one, where we talk about how we landed on that that thing.
0: Nice, I love it. Because
1: yeah, creative challenges are fun, but they can get too big and expensive. But two minutes, just throw it at something and give it a try. All right, that's my pick.
0: That's a great pick.
1: Oh, thanks. I try to do good stuff, so it's like a it's like a really nice vanity pick. Okay. I I do feel proud of my vanity pick.
0: Good, you should. <laughs> okay. Play-a. Right on. So um, you
1: start the outro now. I start the outro now? Well, that wraps it up for us today. Thank you for listening and being a part of our Art and Science Punks community. Also, there are more ways to connect with Kate and I. Find our workshops and coaching information at mycoachkate.com or robcoach.me.
0: Art and Science Punks can be found on both Twitter and Instagram. And I am on Instagram as Kate Stenzinger.
1: And I can be found on both as Rob Stenzinger. Keep building, making, and sharing. So you look at your
0: license plate and you see a video game analogy. I do. (laughs) I thought your license plate had something to do with like PPP.
1: (laughs) I guess it's it's um it's like one of those uh like in a in a high fantasy story when you look in the mirror and and you see what you want to see,
0: <laughs> so I would have to look at it again, right, I want to see what you see, sure,
1: maybe drink less water when you look at it next time,
0: because <laughs> your license plate has always said pee pee to me.